1: That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash ifanboy today. You get 10 percent off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. dot com slash ifanboy. This is the Ifanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 16.
0: Hey,
2: and welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast for comic books that came out the week of February 1st, 2006. My name is Ron, and I'm here with Josh Hello. and Connor. Hi, Ron. Hey, Connor. And we are here to tell you about Connor's Pick of the Week on iFanboy.com. Every week we take a look at all the comics that come out and read them and review them. But well, not all of them. Not all that of them. That would a, be ridiculous. A, a select <laughs> no few. No one can afford that. But rich exactly. people. And we each take turns. We each take turns writing up what we thought of them. And this week it was Connor's turn. And um, Connor, why don't you tell
0: us about what you picked? Well, this is this is a sad day for some and a happy day for others. Uh, most who's likely, who's happy
1: about this,
2: Ron?
0: Oh, I wouldn't say He's not
1: happy. happy. I would say um,
2: I would say I'm um, I'm indifferent. He's not
1: that <laughs> evil. Yeah, I know.
2: I'm not. I don't. I don't relish enjoyment in you're, you're losing one of your favorite books. You know, so. you know. You
1: know
0: who's happy about it? Rich Who? people. <laughs> <laughs> Gotham Continue. Central has ended. This is the final issue of Gotham Central, so I picked it as my pick of the week, Gotham Central number forty. Um not because this issue is particularly great, but more as the celebration of the entire book as a whole, which really came out of nowhere um these last few years to be a really, really great book. It was one of our favorite books overall, not counting Ron. And
2: I I wore, I read the first two trades. I if there was a third trade I would buy it. Okay so i warmed warm to it.
0: It's been a tough one-two punch because last week we lose Bendis' run on Daredevil and now we're losing Goth Essential, and for me, those were the top two books of 2005. So now I don't know where to turn for good comics. You just you have nothing to look forward to next no, week, do you? I have no reason to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> um, this, was, this was the wrap-up for the series and for the storyline that involved the shooting of one of the main characters, and Josh, you, you read this book today, right?
1: Yep. About ten minutes ago,
0: <laughs> it uh, it ended rather abruptly, and on an unresolved note. But I thought, after thinking about it, that it really fits with the series.
1: I, I saw that you wrote that, and you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Because the the fact is, you know, a murder will go unsolved, you know, somewhere between fifty and seventy five percent of the time, or fifty and twenty five percent of the time. So why should this be any different? Since what was good about it was that it was authentic.
0: Right, and sometimes the killer gets away, even if, when, when the crime is solved. Mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the great things about the book is it it's planted firmly in the gray zone. a lot of superhero, I, a lot of superhero books are black and white.
1: You see that that wasn't that wasn't I mean, they still didn't say it wasn't he didn't get acquitted.
0: No, no, but you, normally you're thinking, yeah, when one of the main characters is killed and they arrest the suspect in the same issue, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to get a resolution. I and mean, then there wasn't one, and I was shocked by it, but then oddly satisfied by it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to go into the particulars of the storyline, just the overall the overall effect of the book, which is why I picked this pick of the week. It it was something when it was first announced I was really looking forward to. It. Greg Rucka and Ed Brubaker were the writers who were going to hand off storylines, and at the time, two of the top writers on, in DC on the Batman books. So it was it fit it fit there. So those were the glory days. Yeah, those were the, <laughs> <laughs> those were the good times. It fit in there. Their, their whole niche was the Bat Universe, and this fit in terms of the gritty crime stories that it does in, independently and at Brubaker also, but it also straddles the Batman line. So it, it was able to handle both worlds, it, sort of the indie, indie realistic world and the superhero world at the same time, and it did it really well, I thought. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm mildly surprised it made it this far, to be honest with you. It was always well, it, talked it about as possibly cancelled.
1: It wasn't cancelled because it was cancelled. I mean, it got to the point where I think Rucka was going to get off of it, and they—he didn't want anybody else on it. He didn't want it to get wrecked or, or anything, so he ended it. I mean, he put it down like his favorite dog. But it,
2: but it's, but doesn't it? It's also. I mean, it's. I, I know very little about the book, so bear with me. But I know today we were talking about it on the site. Like, isn't one of the characters going going to be a key thing in the next? 52 event at DC, like isn't doesn't is, it, does it, is it Montoya getting her own book?
0: What's this? Supposedly, I don't know anything about event. it. Yeah,
2: so supposedly Montoya was one of the the key or like there are six books that are coming out in around the, the post Infinite Crisis and Mon- I read Montoya was one of them. Well, so I a, guess that they're going to continue it in some regard. That's a big matzo ball hanging out
1: there that they left. Yeah, I mean it's there's you there's no way that you could editorially not do anything about that unless it was Ed Brubaker's Dead Enders, which they did to him. but that Besides was a the good fact one. that Montoya's been Shat- around
0: for years and years and years and years, it's been, it's been a major third-tier character in the, the Batman world. Mm-hmm. Just to have her drop off like she did, quit, you know, emotionally devastated, quitting the, the Force and just walk out the door, I, I really can't see them just leaving that be. So That's, that's prime Rucka that,
1: territory, though.
0: Right. Is that how it ended? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: then then that probably leads right into her having her own book.
1: Fantastic. Well, she quit the force. Although see now I don't want her to become like she's a cop. Alias. yeah, I don't want that and I don't want whatever
0: hero for hire DC side whatever.
2: <laughs> blah blah well, blah. So that begs the
0: question what came first? The decision to end the book and have her quit and then oh, let's give her her own book or we're giving Montoya a book so she's going to have to leave the force.
2: Well, it- honestly, I think it was it's probably because of the event. Yeah. I mean, just from what—that's why I from, think.
0: Necess- I don't necessarily buy the notion that he ended it on his own, all entirely.
2: Right. It's nice to think that he did, like similar to Bendis just walking away or whatever, but or Bendis ending Alias or whatnot. But I mean, it, it's—I mean, to me, to me as a casual DC person who doesn't know, who doesn't, who's only read the first two trades, to see the six books that are being profiled for the 52 event, and one of them is entitled Montoya and it's this character from this book it it just seems too coincidental that that he chose to end it and then they grabbed the character and did this with it and made it a big portion of which it which is so. odd
1: cuz this is not a huge book sales wise, so it's not, not like, not like at they're all. rolling out of some success into some other big thing
0: right
2: you know not like
1: they came out of out of alias with pulse it's not when you saw
0: name. the the solicitation did they say who was writing it
2: no but i can check i can find out we know who it's going to be. come on. i
0: There's well, no yeah. way that's any other, other than Rocket. It's right, it's right in his wheelhouse. It's the uh, strong female I, character that's troubled. Yeah. I, it was really tough and could kick
1: your ass. He's really gotten away with doing that a lot without being called a hack, by the way. Isn't that funny? It's he does very it really strange. well. He does it every single time, though. Yeah, he does. And the only thing he didn't do that in was his little run on Wolverine. And that did have one strong, tough
0: woman. She happened to be the criminal. Well, he even he did it somewhat when he did Detective Comics, but he just he couldn't have her overshadow Batman, so she was regulated to the side. But she was always
1: there, and she came from out of nowhere. Right. And I liked her, and I didn't mind, and those were great, great comics. But he it, does it all the time.
0: While Ron continues to surf the web, I would say that um, <laughs> he's he's gotten off track by this point. By the way, <laughs> he's like, ooh, link, click, click. <laughs> Pornography. One one of the other great things about this oh, book is that. Oh, come on! You didn't need to say. What, you don't anything. like boobs. <laughs> Um, one of the great things about this book is you don't get a lot of comics that are set in the superhero world that focus on people that aren't superheroes, mm-hmm. and last for you know more than a miniseries, and that's an, and make it interesting, and compelling. And this is one of the things that this book did. Do you remember Gordon of Gotham? I do. That was great, and yeah, I think was. that that
1: was a precursor to this book in a
0: way. Oh, absolutely, probably the success of that book helped a yeah. lot. Oh, that was so good, and it and seems uh, to be something that only they really can pull off in the Batman. Area. Yeah, for
1: some reason. You know what was something nice they also did was there was a transition of the artist in the middle of this book. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't had it pointed out to me, I may not have noticed. Oh, from –
2: They changed the artist in mid, like mid-page? like
1: mid No, but like mid-run. I mean it was a very consistent oh. arc and what they did was they found two people with similar styles that sort of – and the tone didn't really shift at all. No. And it's a very unique tone. It's a very – it doesn't look like a lot of other books. Um it's it's very, it's very grounded in reality yeah,
0: very much so even though it's it exists in a fantastic world it's very non-fantastical even when the superheroes show up they're not like it's not it's all, it really is that feeling of of someone
1: standing around in a room with everybody looking at them and they look odd cuz they're dressed in some gaudy outfit or something like that right. it
0: was the one episode where the titans showed up everywhere and they just they were the ones who looked out of place tonally it, was, it, it straddled a very fine line and i thought it did it well for the entire the entire the entire run, aye.
1: Any luck Hard there, way. Ron? Or he's got no idea. I, I was looking through right. the, the past picks, and we've picked this book I think nine times out of forty issues.
0: And it could have easily been picked more.
1: Uh, yeah, just the, you know, well, Ron had a third of the
2: picks, so. <laughs> um. Well, I'm looking, and uh, all I can find right now is, is just the mention that the question: Rene Montoya, elongated man, Booster Gold, Black Adam, Steel, and Lex Luthor will, will be major players in Fifty Two, and that's where I remember. I think it was in Wizard, and it's downstairs, and I, I can grab it later and look whatever. But yeah, I remember I'm so sta- Wizard, by the way. Yeah, I do. I just, I don't. It's one of those things I just can't stop doing. I don't know why. Um, and I buy it, and I get so angry at it, and I throw it down, and then I go back to why? it, and then I, I, You're I like I'm like, what can't you do to it? Uh, anyway, um, you can't quit wizard. Why can't you quit wizard? So, um, and I, rem- and I remember looking in, in the most recent issue, and they had the covers to Steel and Booster Gold and Black Adam, and one was Montoya. But I don't know who wrote it, so we'll find out. I'm sure, you know, I really would not be surprised if it, it, was, if it was Rucka. It has to be Rucka. Yep,
0: yeah, you know? I don't think so. I don't, you so. can't duck that question though. Why do you still buy wizard?
2: Because because there honestly because there are no com- there are no comic book magazines that are worth reading.
0: But when you know you say... I
2: bought the comics journal before and I bought you know like I've I've bought other things and sometimes I like to you know go spend some time on the, you know in the bathroom and read about comics and sometimes they do and the thing is every once it, in a while it just got ugly in here. It did get <laughs> ugly and I'm sorry. It got you, ugly. But quick. You pushed. You pushed for it. Took it, it to a dirty um, place. But um, but the the thing is, is that like every once in a while they'll be like they, a couple of years ago they had a great article on uh, crazy Jim Storenko. you know nobody's writing an article on crazy Jim Storanko. you know but but I bet if some, you search you know, the web you can find it. Yeah, I'm sure. But I, I mean, but know, like, I don't
1: what know. do they feel? What do they? What purpose do they serve now that there's now that there's Newsarama? Well, the, you
2: see, that that's the thing, and it's funny because they, it, and the thing about Wizard, this happened a couple of weeks ago and really got me kind of, you know, like, not mad, but just more laughing, is that they are so deep in the pockets of Marvel and DC now, and the fact that they, they're a magazine, so they need to work on a certain production schedule, so it's not nearly to the timeliness of a website like Newsarama or even our site. We break news often before it's in Wizard. Right. Not that we break news, but we, we talk about We did a couple of before. times. We did, we did. We had a couple, we had our moments, of, you know, of sun, in the sun. When the Riddler um, died, we had a
1: picture up immediately. That's true. And so, we did break that. So,
2: yes, we did. Oh, Frank, uh, moment of silence for Frank Gorshin. And we're on. Right. Um, so. But what what I th- what I think is interesting. This started happening a couple of years ago. Is that they'd be writing stories now that would appear in their magazine two three months down the road, and they weren't timely. So what did they do? They went. They turned around to Marvel and DC. Said, "We're not timely anymore. Tell us what's coming, so we can make sure it hits at the same time." Okay, that that's great. That's such a you know like a marketing business guy conference room idea. But what's the problem with that? I, I don't know. Wizard suck?s Comics rarely come out on time, uh. so what you what you get is me in the bathroom reading Wizard, and I find out that Hawkeye died what? in Can't Avengers. You just in... tell us it's on the couch. <laughs> okay, how hard is that? <laughs> but anyway, I find out that Hawkeye's dead in the Avengers that's coming out next week. Well, so whose fault see, is that? sweet
1: Hawkeye's dead. Screw this. <laughs>
2: And we lost he, lo- Josh. Uh, he loves the he loves the throw down his, throw down his mic and walk away <laughs> joke. It's like the third time you've done it. I love that. <laughs> I know.
1: I wish I really had the. I don't know what it's going to do to your speakers to actually throw it. So I haven't done it yet.
0: But I just sort of jostled right, the mic. I okay. think we thank you for that. Yeah, we thank you. But right, for no, somebody was... I've heard, you know, rant and rave about how awful Wizard is. So I can't believe you still hand them your cash every month. I what
2: can I I like how much the is How much is it? I don't know, it's like two, like maybe four bucks, maybe four bucks a month for how many years? Uh, since ninety one. Oh my god! <laughs> and um. they're all in the basement <laughs> with every other Entertainment Weekly. Pray for flame. You're nuts. <laughs> no, that's oh yeah, okay. Let me lose my house. That'd be great. I meant the <laughs> magazines, not your home. That would be. But pray <laughs> for controlled flame. Yeah, they, but yeah. anyway, um, controlled burn. So. But regardless, I saw in Wizard that there's a book called Montoya. So We went a long way
0: around for that one. We did. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's around here somewhere. <laughs> well, so, I think, uh, I think we yeah. we've, we've beaten Gotham Central to death in this podcast. We didn't really spend an hour on it. So um, yeah, just to God. say it's been a great run, a great book, a book that really was unexpectedly good, and I'm sorry to see it go.
1: If they ever uh, finish printing the
0: trades, uh, you should buy it. And yeah. I, I just
1: just as a closing note, I think one of the one of the downfalls of it all is for some reason DC, which puts out trades all the time, didn't get behind this for that. No. Right? They released one and then waited a really long time to release the second, and that's all there is. And I've talked to a, several retailers who have just said, you know, that's, that's a problem.
0: Which is, you know, it's silly because Gotham Central sort of caters to the audience of people who tend to buy things in trades. So it would seem. And you you'd think they'd want to recoup their money and sell to those people. But they And don't. they would sell to them too. Absolutely they would sell. Yeah. You can do. Stupid. Stupid. I have one more quick Stupid. note of of books this month before uh, I mean not this month, this week before we spread out a little bit. And that is uh next month starts the one year later D C event. So all these books are wrapping up uh this month. Aqu- Aquaman wrapped up this week. And we can refrain from all Aquaman jokes for now. And um, so, what they drain the tank? Or? Yes, there's no more water. <laughs> he was very thirsty. So, from what I before I started the media blackout on the one year later stuff, I read about Aquaman and Kurt Busiek is writing it. And um, wait, well, you have to you have
2: to close your eyes and put your hands over your ears and just go media blackout, media blackout, media blackout whenever we talk about it
0: now. I do. I, I, you know what? I'm vetoing that. Um, Well, Ron did that for Star Wars and it was lots of fun (laughs) For for five years And I mean awful Uh, So, and basically, when Aquaman restarts, it's not going to be Arthur as Aquaman And Kurt was saying some tragic event was going to cause this to happen And the tragic event, I think, was revealed at the end of the season Where Aquaman tosses Black Banta into a uh, pool of sharks He's tired of fighting him. He's tired of going around in circles with him. So he just takes him and throws him into a bunch of sharks. And that's kind of the that's kind of the, the catch-all in uh, Aquaman. If you've got a the, problem, the bunch... you just it's, it's sharks. <laughs> and uh, the <laughs> whole time, Black Manta's convinced he's fine. That Aquaman will never let him die. You know, he's a hero. He wouldn't let the sharks eat him. And then Aquaman just swims away. And the, you see a shark coming up to chomp on Black Manta, and that's that's the last of that. I want to see so the Black next. So Black Manta's friend.
1: dead. No, see, because you didn't see it.
0: Well, it's off panel. Uh, I see so. The
1: next frame. I want to see Quint get eaten. We got to see Quint get <laughs> swallowed. I want to see Black mana get swallowed. I don't, which I don't. Stabbing him in the nose. <laughs> so, that was,
0: so that was interesting. I wasn't expecting that. And now um, I believe Ron has something to say about this week's comics.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I I did not. I, uh, oddly enough, I didn't get any DC books because. Oh no. I got Green Lantern actually. That doesn't uh, do Which... Which was decent. No, it was actually decent. Somebody wasn't on the bad. site
1: said it was getting better too.
2: Yeah, no, because well, that the artist who van, si- van skyver is off, and it's been Carlos Pacheco. Let me tell you something. Was it wasn't
0: cool. the art that was the problem. Yeah, no, no. I, had a re-
2: I didn't like it. I didn't like his art at all. But the the first the first arc that the art was not, I did the not the like it. that was not even close to. No, being I know the problem. it wasn't the problem. But this but this has been pretty good. They he's got Green Arrow, and it's been oh they pretty decent. Yeah, <laughs> and next next issue is Batman. They going to that Very well.
0: Like Wolverine dropping in and Spider Man. <laughs> or anything,
2: but anyway, um, I did pick up um, a the. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Pers- wait a minute! One more
0: point. Uh, oddly enough, <laughs> you didn't buy any DC books. Yeah. Let's try as as per usual. I didn't buy any DC well, books. Well, that that
2: that was that was with a hint of irony. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, but I did pick up uh, X Factor number three, which um, everybody knows is is my. Sh- uh, quickly, favorite. Uh, that was really uh, that good. It was really good, wasn't it? it? It sprung back from from issue two pretty quickly. I must. But, um, I must be blind to the X books because I probably would have gotten it but I just don't see it. Do you have one of
1: those blocks where you can't... I I might. I might just skip over that whole section. I just go, I'm like, okay, here's the DC stuff, here's the Avengers stuff, and there's some other stuff, and there's Image.
2: So you you go to the comic book store and you miss Gotham Central, (laughs) and you have to go back and get it today and read it 10 minutes ago. You missed the X-Books. Dedication, by the way. Will you take we. You- how long were you in the store? Like four, like four minutes. I went or? at about
1: two in the afternoon on a. We- and you were there a, to like four thirty. I <laughs> went at two in the afternoon on a Wednesday. I was there a while, but it was packed. There's yeah. lots and lots of people. When you go to the store, space.
0: do you have any sort of supplies? Do you bring a list of any sort? Do you?
2: Yeah, how do we shop for our books every week? Because I know Connor writes a list. I make right? a list
0: because I got a poor memory.
2: Right, and and. What I do is I count how many books I want, and I don't make a li- I don't bring a list, but I know the number that I'm trying to match. And as, if I like, if I, like this week I was going to buy eight books, and if I had seven, then I knew I was missing something, and I go back and look again. Um,
1: that's you have nice systems. That's good. <laughs> I stumble around like my, a drunk. My my, my, my last <laughs> my last guy used to send out um, an email on Mondays, and you would send the list back to him.
2: Oh, that's so nice. Why did, Why'd you break up with him? It's too far away. I know.
1: <laughs> Why you got to do that? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and, and so, like, I kind of had an idea of what it was going to be, and I'd, and if I didn't show up on Wednesday, which was most weeks, he'd just have them, so didn't really have to worry about it. Um, and then when I switched, I got there, and what they do is uh, they have a little piece of cardboard under all the new books that say new. Right. So I just right. look just for the see. I just go around. There's only sort of two rows of stuff, and I just go through there, and I look at all the new ones and I pick the ones I need. But I found out that when you go there at like 2 o'clock on a, on a, on a Wednesday afternoon in Burbank, apparently uh, none of the comics uh, readers have jobs.
0: <laughs> There's a hundred of them. I would it. recommend a list. It's very timely. Yeah. Yeah. Just get a little a post-it list. note, write the comics on there, slap it on your wallet, you're good to go. What? Or s- some sort
2: of number or something, just some sort of guide so you know what you're looking for. You know what?
0: I, I don't mind having to go back.
1: Except right. there's a, there was like a ten dollar minimum for credit card fees. <laughs> when, when I went back today and I had to get Gotham Central. Well, that was like two, uh, $2. fifty, so I had to find uh, like like a, a a low price trade. Oh jeez! I bought season get? one of Hard Time, which I also read this. One.
2: Oh yeah, which I which I want to. I keep on wanting to get, but I've kept forgetting. It's like ten get. bucks. It was
1: good. I was going to yeah. buy Godland, but it's completely sold out everywhere apparently.
2: Interesting. Well, it's too bad There's you
1: missed a... X-Factor 3 because it
0: was really good. Yeah, it, it
2: was it was good. And go back and buy another $10 worth of books and pick it up. But the reason why I wanted to briefly talk about it is because I know one of our complaints last week was – or not last week, last month when it was out was, um, aside from the art being kind of hard to follow, which I didn't have that problem at all, this this issue, um, was with the, car- the character, Layla Miller, um, who was going around saying that she knows stuff and what's the deal with it. Um, I had an aha moment um, – in the book, which I think was on purpose, It was and... on the toilet, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It, it would, was at my desk. Good answer. Uh, um, uh, in the book, somebody is has broken into the X Factor's agency and a, a detective agency is and thinks that Richter is a is a, a problem to their plan and is going to kill him. But she stops him, and when she stops him, he, she's talking to him, kind of giving exposition, and she's explaining that um that she has to. Keep the people at X Factor from finding out the truth About what really happened And so I said wait a minute What does that mean And then I kind of had an aha aha moment And remembered that back in House of M Which Josh I know you love to hear me talk about The character that triggered All the heroes memories coming back And then them stopping this Scarlet Witch Was a little blonde girl named Layla Miller Who was the heroes would, yeah, Scooby-Doo noise Would look at the heroes and make them remember what life was like So whether Layla Miller Is a, cr- a creation of the Scarlet Witch And in House of M she was there to help them To kind of like to make, to, to make them trigger the heroes' memories To stop her from doing what she was doing And if she's a creation of the Scarlet Witch now To keep them from finding out what she did I don't know, but this is, this is the single tie back to House of M that is existing in all the X-Men books. So X-Factor has quickly become a very important book in the X-Men world because this one character is kind of holding the key to kind of the big mystery of what happened to all the mutants. Um, and also, but the- also,
0: we said she was really kind of funny that first time, but we could easily get yep. old. Yep. She goes real dark in this one. Yeah, and the whole, her whole, whole tagline, I'm Lilla Miller, I know stuff, uh, yeah. it's not funny anymore. Happened it's once. not funny it anymore, happened, and yeah. she does say yeah. it's chilling.
2: Yeah, and so um, now, but the reason why I want to talk to about talk about it, aside from you know telling you know giving you guys the background because I know you didn't read House of M, was I'm really kind of mad at myself that I didn't pick up on this the in the first or second issue because she said her name like a gazillion times. Drop the ball. And I read House of M, but it's just like I just read too many comics. Among other things, House of M happened too long ago, and I just didn't remember that that happened, and so it, it was kind of you know kind of damn all these comics. Well, okay, so that, here's
1: one way to fix yeah. that problem: stop reading Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> stop buying Green Lantern.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: stop buying. I'm sure there's a hundred other ones that you.
2: Right. Well, anyway, but so so I He's finally got kind of... Me. Anyway, so no, no. I ahead. finally kind of re- I finally kind of remembered and went back to House of M and flipped and just confirmed that her name was Layla Miller and indeed she was much younger in House of M though she was like a little girl and well in this she's a teenager, but um so I thought that was important and then the other thing also was that I thought I mean for for whatever reason every scene that Peter David writes Madrox in is gold as far as script goes as far as the dialogue. I mean, when he was talking to Siren and about you know talking about how the the memories he gets from his dupes, his duplicates and stuff like that, that in the beginning he doesn't know
0: what he's done and what they've done, and he it makes it hard because so you don't know what you don't have your own memories. Right. yeah. It's good. It was it was really good. It was really really good. This is like so, old school, really kick ass Peter David.
2: Yeah, yeah, which is great. I just hope it I hope it sticks with yeah, it. This is so. not like phony and
0: jokey Peter David.
2: Yeah, so that that was that was a, that was a great read this week. I was pleased to get that. Um, a lot of X books this week. That's, that's a shocker. Surprise, surprise. Do- but I do know that we all read Powers.
1: That was what I was about to go for. Go for yeah. it, Josh. Wow. Tee it up. Uh, you know what? You gotta he. I you gotta love how he goes balls out with this thing. It's true. It's he'll, it's he'll go anywhere for a he long wants. Time. Yeah, he will. And 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 and, Emin is always right there with just ridiculous artwork. That see I mean I don't mean that in a bad way I, no, mean Emings, a, Emings, yeah. uh, I mean, but just these huge huge scapes of all this stuff that's happening and he'll go so far as you know he'll do that one black page where there's nothing going on, yeah, and that takes you know you know you you've got to have a patient kind of fan base to be able to do that I think um but obviously uh, what's what seems to be happening here is that uh Walker's now gonna be a superhero again. I got another point
0: about powers, go ahead. To, uh, I fanboy own toga opens the book up. <laughs> and it, oh, and is anybody? It? anyone? I got you. Is this mic on? It's 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 a lady with a. <laughs> doosh, doosh. I was like, well, I don't know what she looks like, because <laughs> I was like, this is Francine. <laughs> but
1: it's it's a girl with a filthy, filthy mouth. No, yeah, it is. she's she's open and
2: comfortable with herself. Our very own toga. Um, that's what I thought. Uh, well, my my th- my thought with this book that um, was that this is no this is really and and this has kind of been building for a little while, but this as much as this is a superhero book, it's also a science fiction book.
1: Yes, I thought it was a cop book. It's a cop right. book, the yeah.
2: science fiction book, and it's crossing over all these different genres. I, I, you it's know, really
1: cool. I've learned I've learned to trust him, and I don't really I'm yeah. not worried about where it's going. But at the same time, like I'm like I, I can't imagine this is going to just turn into him as a superhero book because what's the it'll hell? go somewhere.
2: Yeah,
0: but The problem yeah. with trusting him is It's not that you ever get burned At least in powers mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta go through Three months of monkeys
2: <laughs> Yep exactly Because now the three months of monkeys Makes sense At least it was referenced Well it, 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 it was yeah.
0: paid off But at the same time The journey was rough yeah. And you know what yeah, You exactly. remember it Oh yeah I, I mean if, if I was an artist And,
1: and I you know I, I'd want to do a comment With people are still talking About five years later However much oh, later it is I
0: still remember the first time it, That issue came out What's all we'll <laughs> the monkey sex It was that I see that one panel Like I can't believe They drew that
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah no but it it was It was good It was this You know like this This arc is really Proving to be interesting So Yep But uh, I I mean
1: It's great how it just Keeps changing and growing And moving and and doing What it does And now basically What you have is two The two cops Who were just regular folks And now both super Super powered people
2: I guess Yeah Except for some reason I, I get the feeling that Walker will be fine and Dina's going to be in trouble. Mm. So, because she killed somebody. But also Dina's... Stuff. That I want to... I really want to see what happens with that. Dina's, yeah.
0: li- Dina's life sort of seems like it's dark and you yeah. expect
1: it to go badly. I still haven't yeah. figured out the significance of the opening and closing sections, though. I, it'll I can, pay off. I, it'll I, pay I, off. I know. I just... They don't seem to yeah. relate to it. They don't... Like, are they going to keep going? Yeah. It, you know... Like, Come yeah, on, that's Toga! <laughs>
0: <laughs> All
2: right. Well, anyway, so, um, oh, so that, that about ra- that about wraps up this week's <laughs> comics. Um, so right around Christmas, right. Uh, the three of, the three of us had um, a homework assignment. Throw the he- throw the headset down. <laughs> <damn
0: it>. <laughs> 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 that See, good, That was fun. I must admit. It? It was yeah, there you yeah.
2: go. So, um, so we had a homework assignment which um, involved purchasing and reading the graphic novel "Tricked" by Alex Rob- Alex Robinson. From Top Josh, Go you want to recap
0: that whole adventure in that twenty words or less? Go.
2: I read
1: "Box Office Poison," Alex Robinson's first book, and I read it really quickly and I loved it. We did an interview with him, and I was it was a big fan, one of my favorite graphic novels ever. And so I was anxiously awaiting his follow up novel for probably three or four years, and then it came out, and I completely missed it, which we discussed on this <laughs> podcast. And so For about they, six made, months, they made fun it. of me, even though it was referenced in Time it.
0: Magazine and Wired and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> Village Boys. And, <laughs> and, and Entertainment Weekly. and, and Times the best, and best and the thing ever released. <laughs> we're caught up now, though. That's the, the, that's the past.
2: So we all went out and bought it, and we all read it, and now we're going to take a couple of minutes to talk about it in this podcast.
0: Josh, um, since you have a man crush on Alex Robinson, you, you can start us off. No, no, his work. His work. Right. He has nice eyes,
1: though. Um... You know what I? I think that what I what I learned by reading this was, I don't know if his art has evolved so much. I think it was per, it's it's impressive in its simplicity. It's one of those ones where you look at it first and it seems really simple, but then, you know, you can see there are panels and pages in here where you, you are you're just like, wow, that's really well thought out, and it's taken a lot of time, and he's got a lot of techniques down. There's definitely some um,
0: intricate design work.
1: Definitely, definitely, um, and you know his facial expressions are good, and one of the things that I've always said that I really love about him that he he continued in this is that he draws people um they're they're cartoonish, but they are as they are, like like the people are chubby or skinny or or but there's nobody there's not that idealized human form that you get so often, and you know he draws them naked and clothed, and it's not it's not uh. What's the word? I'm, it's not lascivious at all. It's like, okay, this is what people look like. It's just honest. And right? to, well, to me, like that's sh- that says like he went to art school and he did figure drawing and like he sees the body as it actually is, and that, that's always really interesting. Um, well, let's back but, it up
0: a second and just give a quick uh, synopsis of what tricked is. That's
1: well, I, it's hard to explain without um, I think giving a lot of it away. But it, what basically it is is it starts out with. Uh, several stories um, of people whose lives seem completely unconnected and disparate. And as the book goes on, you see them all sort of colliding together. Uh, five, a, five
0: parallels?
1: Yeah. Parallel stories, yeah. and they take a long time to come together, and it's probably a while before you see that they're going to. I hope I'm not giving anything away by that. But there's, like, the rock star who who was really famous, and now he, he, has, he has no idea what he's doing. And then there's... Um, Caprice who actually is the holdover from uh from Box Office Poison and, and, and she's like regular girl with a regular life. And there's a guy who uh is a little too thinky. And, <laughs> the crazy guy? <laughs>
0: yeah, crazy guy. Crazy guy obsessed um, with the rock star.
1: Yeah. I, you know, and and there's all these sort of characters. Criminal guy. Yeah. This criminal guy who lives in suburban life... I'm trying not to give everything away, and Connor just I know, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, this is just a character. it's just the characters on the cover of the book. It's not like... Sure. Uh... But I think one of the fun things going into this for me was I had no idea about anything. I didn't know what the plot Here's... was,
0: I didn't know anything, and so I just kept going. I had sort of an opposite reaction. I, The whole time I read the book, I had this feeling of deja vu I could not shake. And it really drove me mad re- reading the book, that I felt like I'd read sections of it before.
2: Me, I had the same problem.
0: And I looked back, and there is a section of it that had appeared in another work of his. Um, the Cap- one of the Caprice scenes. She's she's one of the characters. She's a waitress, and the, where she confronts her ex. That was published in a previous book of his that I have. We picked it up at the comic con. Yeah, he did it. That, as that must his, be it. Yeah, he but did it have- as
1: his like. I'm proving I'm
2: working on something.
0: Right, but that, that feeling never left through the entire series, and I kept feeling, feeling like I'd read that it. That really
2: bothered me, too. It really bothered me. And it me. really, and it, it, it drove, it me, didn't out, last it drove
0: from... me out of the story a lot. Just it didn't Because it, it, it drove me it so mad I had to go look through books to find to find this stuff. Did you find it? Well, I found the one. Well, that's all there was. <laughs> yeah, but it just never left. And I felt like the ending, I, I'd read the ending before, and, and I felt like the criminal character, the fra- the guy just uh, fakes things. He's a, not a violent criminal, but a criminal. uh I felt like I'd read that entire storyline before somewhere. I can see why you'd
1: think that Tricked would have that feeling of of deja vu. That while while I think it was very original for a graphic novel, I, I will I will say the story felt a little bit like it had been done, but I'd never seen it done in this form. Um, but you know there were there were character archetypes and everything that 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 felt a little familiar and the and sort of where it where it, you, once you see where it goes to, it doesn't really feel new. But it does feel like like a something I haven't seen in a graphic novel, and b something that's far beyond sort of where he was before. the pacing was very strong the the structure of everything was strong, it was clearly thought out ahead of time it was it was it was a, a big leap from where box office poison was i think as as a person who who's writing and drawing a graphic novel
0: definitely strong what? structurally
2: yeah and, and I think i mean I think that his growth and progression is obvious in that you know like box office poison was a single issue comic book that was then collected as a graphic novel and did uh, i think did far better as the graphic novel than it did as the single in uh, its initial release obviously but you know and he obviously wrote this specifically specifically for the graphic novel format with the chapters and with the you know kind of knowing that it would be one kind of tome like book um and it and that kind of growth approach is, like josh said is obvious in it so
1: It just it didn't the other the box office poison also felt a lot like it was um, a lot of autobiographical stuff like he put a lot of his own life in there it felt like he was getting you know sort of sort of his his mid twenties out you know like all that whereas this seems more like an attempt to tell
2: a story outside of his own life right and and the thing the 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 thing about it is is that like I I really liked the story aspect I think that's the strongest thing and that's you know usually what I look for and I can normally look over kind of, you know, not that great art, but there's something about his artistic style that just bugs me in, in in a way that it's not that I don't like it, but it's just that it's not my favorite. You know, it's a little too kind of rounded faced, you know, round nose, cartoon cherub like kind of drawing. Um Well he's a that... he's a
1: cartoonist. I mean
2: that's how he he's not a comic book artist. He's not
1: uh, you know, he's not uh, Alan Davis. He's, he's, he's a cartoonist. Right. He gave, he wow.
2: Did... Nice way to, way, way to drop Alan Davis. Bam! Nice. You like that? Yeah. It's not George Perez either. Anyway. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is that like, and I understand that, but I mean, it, but even then, I mean, like I've, you know, there are, I know a lot better cartoonists that are out there. Like he's, it's not, you know, I mean, a lot. I, I,
1: you know cartoonists who you like better.
2: Yeah, I guess, but it's it's just that it's just that I get this kind of amateurist kind of you know like ninth grade I, I'm going to be a comic book artist feel to his art. You know and I, 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 and I don't feel as if his art really grew as as much as his writing and his story structure did from box office. Poison. Go look at the beginning of Box Office Poison. Oh, um, it's rough. Yeah, I know. I know. But yeah. you know,
1: I think I think that you're 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 I think you just don't like that style. But I don't think it's any less skilled. I think if you look. He's got he's got one thing he does really well is we've talked about before in black and white books for example uh, how you can't tell people apart and one thing that he does is he gives each of the characters a very strong appearance to go with their personality and he's really good at drawing the people through their different phases in life like he, he draws the rock star guy you know as a young person as an older person he did that at the end of box office poison where you got to see people later and you see little incarnations of them earlier. And there's a consistency between those that he always keeps. He's got that face, and you always know who you're looking at. And I, and I think that there's a lot to that. Um, but, and I think also if you look look at the very beginning of Box Office Poison, you'll see really what looks like much more amateurish work.
2: Yeah, true. I mean, true, and you're right. I mean, and, and Lord knows I'm a – you know, I'm a fan of cons- consistency, and I can appreciate and and you know respect the consistency of in look within the characters and things like that. But um, maybe it's just that cartoon, cartoony versus comic book kind of subtle difference that you know kind of strikes a chord. But you know, I th- you know I th- think the story you know, was enough to carry it. I mean, like, I, you know, it got to one point where I was, you know, you know, about halfway through the book and I just couldn't put it down. I would just go chapter after chapter after chapter and it was like, you know, next thing I know, half an hour has passed and I'm, all I've been doing is reading I think so that happened to me too. Here, okay. Here's
0: where I bring the party down. <laughs> Again. Again. I liked it. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it and I had the same thing you guys did where I got to a certain point in the book where I couldn't stop reading it. But there's two things that really... Did a disservice to the book for me One um, Caprice was annoying in Box Office Poisoning And she was annoying in this book I didn't like her in either book I don't want to see her ever again Uh, Number two (laughs) was that uh, We discussed this when we first talked about Tricked In one of the early podcasts How it's getting all these rave reviews And just looking at the back of the book um, One review says The equivalent of a Robert Altman film Simultaneously engrossing and important Uh, Another one says Every page I read I kept thinking I should put the book down, savor it, save it, but I couldn't put it down. That's just crazy hyperbole.
2: <laughs> every, it was, it was page, better than every cats. page. Save it, oh. savor it.
0: Come on. <laughs> That's the the well, well, when I, I read that, I'm like, this better be good, and it, it was good, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't want to savor every page.
2: I think I think that the, the Robert Altman comparison, though, is very That's apt, apropos. But it was the yeah, that was
0: important more more labeling it as important. It wasn't an important graphic I novel. Think a, I think it's. I think Persepolis is, an important, is an, graphic, an important graphic novel. Mouse is an important graphic novel. Pedro is an important graphic novel. This was a good right. story about. I can people put this were on were my shelf. Somewhat though. annoying.
2: I can
1: put this right. on my shelf now as something as another thing in my very small list of books that I could give to people who don't read comic books. Does that make it important? Yes,
0: because there Why? aren't many of them.
1: Because well, there's lots of them. Listen, this is an incredibly fast, quickly shrinking entity. Uh, you know the comic book industry, and I think that part of the reason is that it's it's often so insular that that there's not enough stuff for you to give people. I've done. I've given people Mouse. I've given people Pedro and me, and then they go, "Oh, that's great. What else can I read?" And I go, "Oh, because I would they don't give a box read a
0: Crisis Poison way before Tricked."
2: Perhaps really. Yeah.
0: I think. This I is think, I,
2: think the, I think. The. I think the, um, the. width of the spine of Tricked would scare a lot of people off, and box the same thing. Box Office Poison. It's a thick book. I mean, that's why. Like. I don't you know, think it's true. Our... Would
0: they be scared off if you handed them Karamazov or? Yes. Stephen King. Well, who are you talking about? Yeah, uh,
2: I was on the plane and some guy was reading Nelson DeMille or whatever. Who reads that? Bo- those books. Lots more people like the read those... comics. Yeah, I know. I just think it's amazing that they have these books in the airport that they just people sit by because they're there, and it's like. A, but a still, craft. I
0: just I disagree with yeah. with the important label. But that's that's smaller to the point where I just the fact that it was overly praised. Uh,
2: that that I mean, like it's almost as if had you read it when it came out before the reviews came right. out, you might have had a more you know unbiased you know. That's hardly Robinson's it. fault.
0: It's not, right. but nice you can't true. you can't discount it. It's there. I would also on the back take, page. Well, they have, they have to. They have to try to sell it. So you sell
1: stuff. And I'm I mean, saying Then, then you're having a problem with marketing, well, which we I know do. you do, and I do. So that's fine. I'm going to take issue with your, your caprice. Yeah, she's uh, annoying. Your capricism. See, I don't see where you say that. In Box Office Poison, when she showed up, she to me was like – if you're in a relationship, was basically the idea was he was in a relationship with this girl who, who was who was a big jerk and he wasn't really happy and he meets this girl at a party who's not anything special she's just like she's cute she's probably a little chubby she's fun they talk they get along well and she's the other she's that thing that makes you go god she's but, but she wasn't so great that, that he was like oh I'm falling in love with her I have to move and there's just a great tension that's a, that's a wonderful thing and to me she's sort of an every girl and and I don't see an every girl very often in anything because she, you know, she's a little overweight and she's she's normal basically she's every annoying girl that I've ever known
2: and such rears the ugly head of the Connor Kilpatrick cold heart.
0: Cold-hearted bastard.
2: Cold-hearted bastard. My
0: heart is utilitarian. <laughs>
2: it's pumping blood.
0: Pumping blood and absorbing cholesterol. And
2: alcohol. Right. Well, more more the liver than anything,
0: but um, it's just like it was. It's just overly that's like everything about her—the like fact that she's the every girl, she's the big girl that needs the heart of gold that needs love too—and just that's all I feel like I know about her. She's the doormat girl, she's, you know, she's been treated badly, give me something else. I've had, this is two humongous books now of the same thing. Well.
2: Well, well then. <laughs> I told you I was bringing <laughs> he, it down.
0: He kicks, he
1: kicks homeless beggars, by the way. I do. He walks down the street and they're like, I just need, I, I was in the war, I just need some quarters. Get away from me, you bum. Click. Kick. <laughs>
2: Jesus. He, he's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. It's awful. Connor, you're a horrible person. Yeah. Alright, so tricked. So let's see, we give it the i i fanboy fan thumbs up, thumbs down. Did you like it? Didn't like it? Way at the end up. of the day, way, way up for up. Josh. I, I give it thumbs up.
0: I, like, I mean, I liked it. It, was, it wasn't It was great. <laughs> he's how he talks, so he's, at the end of the whole thing, he's like, well, you know, not bad. Well, I told you <laughs> I, I had problems it with good. it. Still, it was good, and I enjoyed the story. I didn't love it, though. So. When was the last time right. you read a better graphic novel?
1: Um, that's right. demo you really like that better,
0: yeah, wow, uh, hold on a
1: second that sound you hear that's me crossing you off my Christmas card list <laughs> scratch scratch, scratch no, i like I just don't
0: I don't love Alex Robinson as much as you do he it's, it's, he it's, something, about, either, so it's something about something <laughs> 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 about I didn't say <laughs> I don't love your mom or something <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just something about his, his storytelling style that rubs me the Dear wrong way. Dear Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Honor Kilpatrick of Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> you know what the ironic thing is? Box office poison, anyway. I probably... Uh, I know Josh really connected to it, but on a purely uh, literal level, I probably connect to it more than anybody. I mean, because the character lives in the neighborhood I live in, takes the subway I live I took the subway, the same one. I mean, It's just like all the stuff that I... Can literally relate to more than, than anyone probably. It's like Alex Ross
2: secretly like documented your life. But
0: Alex Ross had nothing to do with it, which makes it I mean Alex Robinson! Me. <laughs> you
1: know what, if Alex Say... Ross had done the art uh, By the way, uh, by mentioning Alex Ross, uh, we owe him $30 uh, <laughs> Just in case I'm short, I'm short uh, this
0: week if somebody else cover
2: me Kirkman hasn't come through with his $10 yet <laughs> Kirkman, you lout <laughs> So, so that closes the book on Tricked. I think. I think you know. I think we all strongly recommend it. And if you haven't read it, go check it out. And
1: if you feel like something new, or you think that there's something that uh, you know that you could you could give to your friends to read who wouldn't go anywhere near you know Crisis on Infinite Earths. If you want to hear more wine, wine, wine from Caprice,
0: I thought you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm just pushing your buttons. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is
2: that you can like it and not like an aspect of it, or right, not like she's a character only one of fifth it. Of
0: you know. the book.
2: Right? Exactly. Exactly. Like, I really liked the rock star. I like, I liked his whole storyline and everything. I thought that was interesting and fun and cool and blah blah blah. He was, so. a, he
0: was, he was a hedonist. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, most. And he was that, a casual that, hedonist too. He was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> all right. Uh, two girls in bed with me. Okay. Two yeah, girls. Eight. So.
2: Hey, oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> And, and uh, girls,
0: Whatever. Let's
2: go for it. But he found the love. So. Moving on. Moving on. So speaking of finding the love, I fanboy has a lot of um, uh, love with our readers and our listeners. Um, we had uh, that was an we got some. That, that was an awkward segue. <laughs> it was bad. I'm working on it. But um, but we actually had a, a huge week for the Frapper Map. Um, we had how many Fourteen like 14 people, people
0: since the last podcast? That's two a day. But if Fourteen I didn't research. know, what is the Frapper Map? The
2: Frapper Map is a place where if you're a listener, listener of the podcast or reader of ifanboy.com, you can come and push a little push pin and be counted. Stand up and say, I like ifanboy. You could be like Lindsay in Rochester, who hearts ifanboy. Ooh. Or you could be like um, Vertical from Royal Oak, Michigan, who listens to the podcast every week and looks to be about two years old.
0: <laughs> That's a <But> sign.
2: <laughs> <damn. laughs> <laughs> um, and... <laughs> 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 As, and you could also take the opportunity Like George Kelly Johnson To tell us that Blankets is a great graphic novel From Denton, Texas Why do I have a Except feeling that,
1: that, that that's like a I said something about it And he's refuting me
2: Yeah, well he says Blankets is a great graphic novel And sticking his tongue out But then again, his picture is him with a Dr. Pepper case box on his head So what does he know, it's, really? He can't read through that box <laughs> Yeah uh, <laughs> this bit of the page
1: looks good flip flip but,
2: um, and, and if you remember from our last podcast we were commenting about our um, line in the sand down the, down the Mississippi and how we challenge anybody west of the Mississippi but east of California to, co- to stand up and be counted that, and um, Drew in Gilbert, Arizona and Justin in Pittsburgh, Kansas stood up and said that hey we're in between California and, and the Mississippi. What we're seeing now so. is
1: a new effect though. If you, okay. if you go to the map now you can. It's see very scientific. As by the we way. as we as we get around the the United Midwest States area, uh, as we in the in the U.S. because uh, that's the one that really matters. I didn't mean that. That was ironic, but I came out as just sounding like an imperialist. We've got all the bombs, you know.
2: <laughs> we have lots of them.
1: Anyway, uh, you can see there's sort of a magnetic repulsion going on from somewhere, either in the Dakotas or Montana or possibly the entire country of Canada.
2: It's that. It's. I think it might be the Canada effect. I think actually, but um, it's like one of those but storms it is,
1: that comes out of Canada. The, yeah,
2: the, f- the pins are literally curling away. Uh, They're curling away from Minnesota and South Dakota, and North Dakota. Yeah. What part of the country is that? Because is that the Midwest? That's it's, the plains. It's the plains. The upper. The plains, because yeah. it's plain.
1: No, no. There's there, there are plains. <laughs> oh, a
2: hurtful, hurtful. Mean, mean. But um, so so we're gonna amend our challenge, and that if you live in any of the Dakotas, Minnesota, oh, Montana, you know what Wyoming, it is? West it's Dakota. Dakota, it's Indians. <gasps> oh, it's Indian
0: country.
1: <laughs> well, then we should add gambling to our site. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're too busy playing the slots and not downloading no, the they podcasts. Not, they don't
1: play the slots.
2: <laughs> oh well, maintaining the they, slots. They
0: set up the slots for your, your gaming enjoyment. We'd also want to, you know, not just folks in the U.S., Zoe in Scotland. And, yes. Uh, nobody knows. in Melbourne, Australia.
2: And we actually, um, Adam in Morton, Illinois, sent us an email, actually, guys, as well as going to the Frapper Map. Well, there you go. Well, um, he's in high school. Many. Josh. Many. It appears that
1: my, my idea about there being no teenage comic book readers uh, has been greatly refuted by a lot of the users of iFanboy. Exactly. Oh, by the way I would I wouldn't, spider have, I wouldn't and, have guessed that a lot of them were teenagers because we get a lot of very intelligent posts from people who, who would seem too young to be able to be intelligent
2: but yeah <laughs> well so good on you kids you know you're, you're studying it's good um, But Adam who uh, posts on the site as, as Thunderbird um, had a question that he's been reading comics for about three years and that he only reads Marvel you've given away a um, secret identity. He's he's never he's never picked up a single DC book or image or anything, and he wants to know if we can convince him to read any books that don't belong to the to the mighty Marvel family.
1: Why this this senseless lining up on company lines? Why this hatred? This prejudice? Well, sorry, I don't I don't know what happened there. But it is a weird God. phenomenon, don't you think? It
2: is a weird it is because because we talked about it before. How I'm a Marvel guy and Connor's a DC guy, and I
1: like good comics.
2: All right, and you rise above everything, but still, I'm... it it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. But um, I guess our advice to Adam would be to um, download every other podcast <laughs> and listen to it. And every time we talk about what comics people should read, we mention Invincible. It's true. By Robert Kirkman. We're not fooling around with that either. Yeah, pick that up. And Kirkman writes for Marvel, so there's a little. It's like a cousin book. How about you know? How about that? It's not. Yeah, it's it's not as drastic and, a ch-
0: because he's he's already probably sampled some of his work.
2: And Kirkman owes us $30. <laughs>
0: now
1: it's
2: just a straight debt. <laughs>
0: exactly. You'll be in a do- somewhere
1: you're yeah. like, wait a minute. Okay, it owes me 30 bucks. Hey, hey!
0: <laughs> I see Ron run by and just tackle him out of nowhere. <laughs> exactly.
2: Let's sit on him until he gives up the money. Like it. Like Give $30. it up! There's nothing
1: like the off-camera tackle, by the way. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> the best it's shot great. in all of video. It's fantastic. Maybe one of so, those. So yeah, so um, Adam or Thunderbird, as you like to be called. You know what's funny um, about
0: Invincible is we've never picked it as a pick of the week. We buy it in trades. Th-
2: that is an interesting phenomenon. We we all buy it in trade. That's I, weird. I couldn't and read
1: it. I couldn't read it in a single issue. By the way,
2: I the thing is is I'd that be like, like, I've, what I've, more? I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to get to the because I prefer single issues over the trades. In in you know. And I've been meaning to catch up and buy the back issues, but I just haven't. I've been lazy, so I just buy the trades.
0: I, just, I agree with Josh. There's no way you could read that. I could enjoy reading that book singly.
2: Interesting, but thousands of people do.
0: Not? Yes, but I bet more thousands buy and trade. Well,
2: not possibly. Um, so regardless... What about DC
0: books? Are there any DC books? Well, yeah, well, the thing about um, DC is it's, it's all DC's kind of tough right now. It's all changing. It? Next month, they're all going to be different. So if you want to read DC books next month, by, next month is the month sh- to j- just jump in, sample a few because they're all starting. They're all basically being being rebooted. Or give us a, or give if, us a little time, or, and we'll tell you. Yeah.
2: Right. Or if you want to just go with a sure thing, go to buy the trade paperbacks of you know the Flash by Mark Waid no, or go by, Cons, Go buy JLA
0: or, by Grant Morrison. Yeah, buy the oh. JLA
2: Volume One by Grant Morrison. Buy that one. That's, definitely.
0: That's, I think that's still maybe the best DC story in the last ten years. That that
2: that book. I just read it again recently, and it just kicks my ass every time. Yeah, I've reread. i re- I've
1: reread that, and then I've reread the Authority, and it doesn't hold up as well.
2: Yeah. Which one? Yeah. Which one? The Authority. Oh. Right? The Authority doesn't hold um, up as well as the JLA. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for Adam because he's going to go out and buy the trade paperback and then tell us what he thought of it after this. But mm-hmm. um. <laughs> he, um That one moment in the in the third or fourth issue of Batman just still to this day Has been like ah yeah. damn so That was a great book the Adam that is your homework assignment That you need to go out and buy JLA volume 1 Why do you gotta talk
1: down to him. him like
2: that I'm not talking down like, to, like to that's him That's your just homework assignment after you finish your oatmeal Hey we had to retract <laughs> <laughs> You like it <Just> <laughs> We're not the only ones who have to read books here Everybody else has to read the books too so We're not alone in this we're not alone. i fanboy is a um is a what's the word i'm looking for. for a reading group is, really. Re, yeah, it's really just it's like a class, a study yeah. circle. Yeah. <laughs> and next week we'll be doing the regents math 2. so anyway, um
1: you know not everyone is from new york.
2: Uh, i keep forgetting that. Ah! I'm sorry. <laughs> so um so if you uh, have a question for us, you can shoot us an email contact@ifanboy.com. And if you want to stand up and be counted, and if you live in North Dakota, South Dakota, or Montana, or Minnesota, go to the Frapper or map. Or South
0: America and Africa. We'd like to hit all of the I'd love to continents. hit in Africa. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so go to um, ifanboy.com in the upper right-hand corner. There's a link to our Frapper map. Or you can go to frapper, F-A-F-R-A-P-P-R dot com slash ifanboy. You tried to do it again, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. He wants to you spell were... it
1: Farper. <laughs> this show is F-R.
2: Cursed. Frapper with no E. Dot com so I think that wraps it up for another week guys thank it god It's a big
0: sigh
1: you're like <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a wind blowing in over with
0: Ron it's like birthing a giant this week
1: <laughs> oh, it really by is by the way just to just to just to take comedy apart the word birthing was what made that funny
0: there, there so, you go <laughs> taking a comedy apart making it no longer funny I know I really did I I suck the energy out of them. All, right.
2: All right.
1: Ready? Okay. 5 4 3 Get
2: this show on the road. <laughs> I'm three. doing the countdown. <laughs>